I'm going to keep this short, but are you guys excited about investing the gifts and talents that God's given you? How many of you guys are excited about the survey last week? It was kind of good stuff, right? How many of you guys found out something new about yourself? A few of you. How many of you guys think that that was just kind of confirmation of stuff you already knew? Probably a lot of you, right? But the bottom line, guys, is I want to encourage you as we start again this week, and I'm going to keep this short, but I want to encourage you guys. I said this last week, Romans 12, 11, God does not take those gifts back. So you're not going to screw this up. And God wants to continue using you in the ways that he's gifted you. We were talking about strengths and weaknesses at the guys' Bible study yesterday. And I hope that you guys would see where God has made you strong and keep building in those areas. But don't rely on your strength. Rely on God. Don't say, okay, well, I'm gifted with evangelism, so I'm going to rely on my gifting there. you still got to rely on God. And also, be ready to work with where you're weak. And to let God develop those areas too. So as we talk about investing where you're strong, don't forget to also trust God with where you're weak. 1 Timothy 4.14, we mentioned it last week, but it says, don't neglect the gift that God has given you. And the word there, neglect, in the Greek actually means to be negligent, careless, disregard, neglect something. So God is saying, don't disregard it. Don't be negligent with it. Don't be careless with it. Okay, but take those things that God has gifted you with and develop them and grow them. It continues in the next verse saying, Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. So the idea here, guys, is, Sam, you're going to be giving yourself wholly to where God is growing you. You're fully committed. There's nothing holding you back. You're putting it all in. Everything in. Jatan, so that everybody can see your progress. Aaron said that today. I can't. I'm so excited about Jatan. You can just see how much God is doing in her life. See, that's the goal here, right? Is that everybody would be able to see where you're growing because you're growing in the gifts that God has given you. You're being faithful with little for the sake of the little. Luke 16.10. I don't need to wait until some day out in the future. A lot of people think like that. They think, man, when I get out of college, I'm really going to get hardcore about God. What I'm saying, guys, is that'll never happen. It starts today. And today you can start being faithful where you're at. You don't have to wait until you're in front of a thousand people. You can start being faithful today. Just like Ronnie, he's now helping to start this church out in San Francisco. He grew here, guys. He grew here. And he took his first steps here. So I'm excited to see what God's doing with Ronnie back in California. The point is not how many gifts you have or what gifts you have. But it's what you're doing with the gifts that God has given you. And what you're doing to serve Him where he's commanded you to be obedient in other areas. See, we need to be obedient to God's general will before we can step out in the specific. Does that make sense? God's not going to be helping you step out in some specific area if you're being disobedient in the general areas. So I want to be investing everywhere and then investing specifically where he's gifted me. All right, you guys have been given a lot here. Luke 12:48 says, To whom much has been given, much will be expected. And you guys have been given a ton. We've each been given good gifts by God. We talked about that last week. And we've been given so much more. Now God intends for us to make the most of those. I'm going to read a short passage here. It's Matthew 25. You can turn there if you want. But I'm going to read Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And this is Jesus. He says, again, it will be like a man going on a journey 
who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the one who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents? See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. Don't you guys want to hear that from Jesus? You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Again, that faithful with little being made faithful with more. And he continues, Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came. Master, he said, You have entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Gosh, I don't want to hear that. Okay? So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put money on deposit with the bankers so that when I turned, I would have received it back with interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So the point here, guys, is don't bury your talents. Don't put in the ground what God has given you. And a lot of Christians do this. I mean, you can look at entire churches all across this country full of believers that God has gifted to be a part of his body, to be contributing to the body. And they're doing nothing. They're burying their talents. They're not participating or investing where God has made them strong with the gifts that he has given them. And that's a sad thing. And I think typically, and what this passage says, is if if we're bearing our talents, it really goes back to whether or not I know Christ in the first place. It's not saying that if you don't make the most of your talents, you're going to hell. It's not what he's getting at here. But see, if I have a relationship with God, I'm going to have an internal desire to make the most of what he's given me. Right? Don't you guys have that? So going on, how were the gifts invested? They are multiplied. Each of the two that increased their gifts, they multiplied, right? They multiplied what they've been given. Invest in multiplication. Don't ever do anything that stops with the next generation. Invest in something that's going to keep on going. Does that make sense? The idea here, guys, is to invest in people. What was the result of investing? The faithful servants were made faithful with more. So invest wisely. An investor invests money in the right stocks in the right company. And we need to invest our gifts in people in God's kingdom. Not in buildings, not in places, but in people. Always invest in people. In 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 15, it talks about investing with gold, silver, and precious stones, guys. Not wood, hay, and stubble. The gold, silver, and precious stones that are going to last for eternity are people. They're the people that you guys invest in. And your rewards are worth it. Someday, after a life of investing, you're going to stand before God and hear, well done, good and faithful servant. That's the goal here, guys. To be able to stand before the God that made us and saved us. And to be able to be faithful with what he's called us to be. So I want to contrast two pictures with you. Spoiled kids versus faithful servants. What do spoiled kids do with their gifts? Any of you guys ever seen this? You're a teacher, Aaron. 
Okay? You ever see spoiled kids? They're proud. They're arrogant. They're mean. They probably hoard what they have to themselves. They steal other people's stuff. They don't invest it wisely. They don't make the most of what they've been given. We can do that with God. We can get really cocky and proud and arrogant about what we're good at. And we can make it almost all about us and not about God and not about the body that he's put us in. We can be spoiled, rotten kids. Or we can be faithful servants, humbly using what he's given us to grow his body and to encourage his body. And that is what he desires. That's his perspective. Romans 12, 6 through 8, we read it last week. I'm going to read it again because it gives us a few keys about how to invest. And it says this, We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. And if it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. So grow those gifts by walking close to God. And then it gives us four different areas. We grow them in proportion to our faith. We grow them, investing them generously, diligently, and cheerfully. So how do we do that? You grow them in proportion to your faith by growing your faith. In Romans 12, 3, it says to each of you has been given a measure of faith. Jack, the muscles you have, you were born with. God is never going to give you new muscles. How many of you guys have heard this before? We've talked about this a few times at Connect. God's not going to double your muscles so that you can get stronger. What you've got to do is take the muscles God's already given you and grow them, work them, make them strong enough for what comes ahead, for what's in your future. It's the same thing with your faith. In Matthew 17, verse 20, Jesus said that faith like a mustard seed could move a mountain. So whatever measure he gave you, it's enough, but it shouldn't stay like a mustard seed. A few chapters before that, in 13, he said that that mustard seed has to grow into a large tree. See, we have to be growing our faith. It continues saying the same thing in 2 Corinthians 10.15 and in 2 Thessalonians 1.3. Both those passages say that our faith must grow. And James 2.22 says that our faith is made complete by what we do. See, as I take steps of faith today, being obedient with what God's called me to, my faith starts to grow. How many of you guys have seen your faith grow after you've been obedient to something God's called you to? Leah, so many of you guys. Ashley, Ashley, I saw you grow a lot at DCC. You took some steps, and you grew your faith. So if you want to invest your gifts and talents wisely, you have to do it in proportion to your faith, which means that as your faith grows, those gifts will grow. Does that make sense? So it's not going to happen in a vacuum. We have to keep growing our faith. So next, we grow them by administering them or investing them generously. We don't hold anything back. Brandon, if you say, you know what? I want to share my faith, but I'm only going to do it three times in college. That would not be investing generously. See, God wants us to invest the gifts that he's given us generously. People that are in love go to generous extremes, right? They go crazy. And in our relationship with God, we want to be investing the gifts that he's given us generously. Next, we grow them by administering them diligently. I want to be faithful with it. I don't want to just dink around. I don't want to just, yeah, kind of mess with it. It's important to be diligent about growing in the areas that God's gifted you. So you guys grow them by using them diligently, by putting and investing everything into them, like Sam playing his guitar. Brandon, same thing. You guys invest wisely. 1 Corinthians 10.31, do it all for the glory of God, guys. Next, we grow them by 
investing them cheerfully and with joy. This is exciting that I get to be a part of God's body, investing in what He's doing. And I'm going to do it cheerfully. 2 Corinthians 9, 6-7 puts it this way. It says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. What it's saying is when I sow, when I invest, when I grow the gifts that God's given me, that's talking specifically about giving. I got to do it cheerfully and joyfully, okay? And then we grow them inside God's body. Remember that? Like we talked about last week, it has to happen inside God's body. You cannot grow your gift as an island. It has to happen inside God's body. That might be here on campus, it might be in your church. And just a side note on that, God has put you on this campus for a reason. God's put you here for a reason, and he wants you to be a part of the body on this campus that's reaching this campus. This is like our own little city up here. And a lot of people down in Durango don't know what you guys go through every week up here. But you do. And you guys can be a part of the body up here. So the Holy Spirit doesn't work in a vacuum. He's working within the context of His Word in the body. He's never going to work outside the framework of His Word. And as He's growing those gifts in you, He's always going to do it in line with what His Word says. Don't forget the body of Christ and your purpose as His child. Remember that I can't say to the hand, I don't need you. So none of you guys in here can say to each other, I don't need you. And you know, you can't say to yourself, they don't need me either. You guys are vitally important to what God is doing here. And He wants you to use your gift and invest it inside that framework. You need to bloom where you're planted. Have you ever heard that phrase? You bloom where you're planted. You're here for a reason and for a time. And God wants you to grow. And He wants you to invest your gifts and to become who He called you to be. So bloom where you're planted. It's going to get tough, I promise. There are going to be times, like tonight, where you guys have a lot of school that's due, a lot of homework that's due, and it's going to be hard to invest. It's going to be hard to grow. And you're not going to be too excited about it. And I want to encourage you guys that during those hard times, endure that trial. Endure that discipline like we talked about at the guy's Bible study yesterday, Hebrews 12. It's a good passage on discipline. Because it says it produces a harvest of righteousness as we endure that discipline. And see what's happening, Jeremiah 4.3, is God has to work some stuff out of our heart. Jeremiah 4.3 says, Break up your fallow ground and do not sow among thorns. See, if I want to grow anything, if I want to grow these gifts, God's got to work on the soil first. Because those things don't grow on concrete. So God's going to have to break up some stuff in my heart and get me to where He can actually grow it. So growth requires humility. I want to encourage you with this. Be humble. Somebody discipling you might make you angry. We at Connect might make you angry. Your church might make you angry. Your roommate might make you angry. Your best friend might make you angry. And instead of just bolting and running, recognize that as an opportunity to grow closer to God and to trust Him. So practically, guys, this is it. Apply everywhere you can. Be obedient to God's general commands. And then apply specifically in the power of the Holy Spirit where He's gifted you. Now here are some ways that you can do it here. We're going to have six groups. Back here we have six different boards. You see those? We're going to head back there. Kat's going to put on some music in just a minute. Do you guys remember what your surveys came up with last week? Okay, if you brought them, good. If you didn't, hopefully you remember. I want to make a note on this. You don't have to go to the board that has your number one gifting up there. You don't even have to do the top three. That survey was to help you get a picture of where you're gifted. And maybe that survey was dead wrong. And maybe it was right. The point is, 
You need to be investing and contributing somewhere. And I hope that you find a place that you're passionate about. And if you're not passionate about any of this stuff, then don't worry about it. We'll find a different place. Okay? Here, here's an example. None of these specifically are the praise team. But I know Brandon would love to talk to you if you'd like to be on the praise team. Okay? So, there are other areas for you guys to invest. Just invest somewhere. That's the main point. And a little note about administration. How many of you guys, your top gift was administration? Yeah, yeah, a few of you. Okay, well, there's not a specific group for that. The idea is that you could maybe lead inside one of those groups. Like Trash Club, for example. It'd be kind of weird to have a, a, a group of leaders, right? What would they do? Now just We're going to have our own little group of leaders. It's going to be so cool. We'll argue about how to lead. So if that was your main gift, I want to encourage you, find one of these other groups to invest in and to use that gift of leadership in that other group. And that would be a good thing. So here are the groups. The first one is the connection team. This would be the group that's responsible for making people feel welcome. We want you guys, when you come to connect, and when you come to dinner Thursdays, anything we do to really feel loved. I don't want you guys to feel like halfway loved. And you're halfway loved today. Okay, None of that. I want you guys to know that you're loved and to feel encouraged. And so the people that are going to be in that team are going to be the people that have the gifts of encouragement, hospitality, things like that. They're able to really make you feel like you connect. Hetty is going to lead that group. Okay, so if those are some of your gifts, you can meet up with Hetty afterwards. The next one is going to be the support team. They're going to be responsible for discovering and meeting people's needs. That could be people in this group. Okay, we've had students before that didn't have shoes. And somebody said, let's all pitch in some money and buy shoes. And we did it. And you want to hear something crazy? That guy, he was so blown out of the water, he became a Christian. He stayed plugged into this body the rest of his time as a student. You know where he's at now? He's a missionary in a Muslim country overseas. Stinking pair of shoes. Not that big a deal. But I don't know if he ever would have made that decision if, if there wasn't somebody that was thinking about practical needs and how to bless other people around us. So that's going to be a cool team. So if, if you like giving and mercy, those two gifts mainly, talk to Erin Molker. She's going to be in the back. Next one will be the evangelism team. They're going to be responsible for the solarium, the share in every class campaign. I don't know what we should call it. I guess a campaign. It'll be neat. But that's why Leah talked about that tonight. It wasn't just random. We want to encourage you guys to take the initiative to share in your classes. It's a fun adventure, and it's a way for you to make a huge difference. The evangelism team will be in charge of that, encouraging the group towards evangelism and whatever else you decide. See, with each of these gifts, what I'm saying is it doesn't end there. You guys get to decide what that group is going to do. You can make it go whichever direction you want. So Malcolm is going to be the one that leads that group. So go talk to Malcolm afterwards if that's you. Next is going to be the prayer team. This would be predominantly the people that have the gift of faith because faith and prayer kind of go together. You're trusting God for a lot in prayer. They're going to be responsible for half nights of prayer, prayer at Connect, uh, weekly prayer needs. Maybe uh, we could have something here at the group where people could drop off prayer needs and other people could be praying for them. We're going to have other prayer ideas. We've seen a lot of crazy prayer stuff happen on this campus. We're not where we need to be with prayer, guys. We've had times where students had prayer things going on every single day. In the dorms, at the chapel, on campus. My freshman year, me and another student would meet every morning in the cub and pray together. And you guys, a lot of that could happen. 
You guys could be the ones that start it. So if, if faith was your main gift, or if you just really love prayer, then you're going to want to talk to Leah, because she really loves prayer. Alright, the action team is going to be responsible for praise. Brandon will lead the praise part of that. Trash club, Sarah will lead the trash club with Justin. They're going to do a lot of the dinner setup, advertising, rides. How many of you guys like serving? A big way you can serve is just showing up at the Cub for rides Thursday night to our house, things like that. That's a big way to use your gift of serving to really bless the body. Okay, so the action team is going to be predominantly the people that are gifted with serving. And so if you want to be on the action team or if you want to be a part of that, talk to me afterwards. We'll be in the back, or I'll be in the back. We'll be in the back. That's kind of weird. (laughs) Not schizophrenic, I promise. (laughs) Okay, guys. The next and last area would be the teaching team. These people are the people that had the gifts of teaching, knowledge, wisdom, discernment, prophecy, all those types of gifts of sharing knowledge, sharing wisdom, and all that sort of stuff, sharing God's truth. And those are going to be the people that do a lot of the discipleship, Bible studies, they'll do connect talks, things like that. If that's where you're gifted, go to the teaching team board, and there are going to be some special instructions for you. If you feel like that's where you're gifted, we want to start working with you specifically to help you have opportunities to do that. We have some goals that we'd like to see you walk through before you do your first talk here at Connect before you do your first talk at a retreat, before you lead your first Bible study. And so we will uh, personally work with you to get you there. So go sign up on that if that is one of your gifts. And then also check out some of the other groups too. So guys, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to say go big. Invest where God has given you talents and giftings. Also be obedient in the areas that you're not strong. And grow what God has given you guys. Get a coffee tonight. Get plugged in. Think about some of these groups. If you have time, maybe come up with some ideas, or we can do that later. It's all in your hands, guys. Love God. Love each other. Come to Connect next week. We're going to do Angels and Mortals. It will be one of the coolest expressions of love that you've ever seen. How many of you guys have done that before? Some of you have. A lot of you haven't. It's super cool. It will result in an entire week of awesomeness, okay? So you might invite people next week. It'll be kind of neat. So, get a coffee, get plugged in, hang out a little bit, and make the most of your lives, guys. Grow where God has strengthened you, and make the most of what He's given you. It'll be awesome. So be here next week.